Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 15 for Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017. Thank you so much for uh, for listening, guys. I appreciate you being here. I uh, want to welcome all new listeners, of course. We've been getting more and more every week. Very, very happy about that. Lots to talk about today. Uh, I've got uh, some details on how to win that Cronenberg poker set that I've been talking about for a little while now. Finally got the details on how you guys can win that. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been looking, I actually have a new, uh, foreign listener. It would seem just, uh, I get the demographics from everything. And, uh, it looks like in the great state of Virginia, I have got, uh, 21 downloads, which, uh, 21 episodes out prior to this one, 21 downloads. So, uh, thank you uh, very much for listening. Mysterious Virginia, uh, listener. I hope, uh, you feel like introducing yourself. That'd be great. If you want to send an email to contact at one man podcast.com. I would love to make your acquaintance. I don't necessarily have to, you know, out you in front of everybody, but I would love to know that, uh, that you're out there, that you're listening. Thank you so much for, uh, for that. Um, I've got, I mean, thank you for listeners all over. I got guys, I have downloads in every, <laughs> every major continent. I had, uh, Australian downloads. I got, uh, great Britain downloads, uh, India, China. I'm huge in China, man. I had 22 Chinese downloads. Uh, and again, they've been coming in, in clusters. So I think it's different people downloading them. So you know, uh, Romania, <laughs> I forgot that was a country. Um, so yeah, that's a great way to, to lose some listeners. They shit on their, their homeland. Um, so anyways, thank you listeners far and wide. Of course, the United States is downloading, uh, you know, they nowhere near as much as Canada, but lots and lots of downloads coming from the States. So thank you everyone who listens to one man podcast. I love having you guys here and, uh, and looking forward to, you know, spending more time with you, getting to know uh, all you guys. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited about that. Um, what, uh, what kind of week did I have last week? I, uh, I started off, I really can't remember, you know, what went on last week, uh, early, early in the week, you know, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, the podcast came out last week, of course, but I don't, uh, didn't really have anything on the calendar. I think I was working away on taxes, still working on taxes so much so that I accidentally wrote on my show notes here, Wednesday, August 23rd, 2016, because I was putting 2016 in all of the data I was doing. So when I made this sheet, clearly that number was still the one just flowing out of my fingers year wise. So I caught myself and introduced it properly off the top, but almost said the wrong thing. Oh, the errors and follies of a show business. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday as, uh, as always getting ready to, uh, you know, get this ready for you guys. Um, I got some new, uh, new stuff that I was working on. Um, just in terms of the podcast production quality. So I'm looking forward to telling you guys more about that a little later on in the show, but, um, yeah, I have been working on some stuff like that. I could tell you that last week, maybe some of these holes here, we're just learning some technical stuff. Um, kind of excited about, uh, about some of that. So as usual, recording this on Tuesday today in Ottawa, it is, uh, raining like a, like a Florida tsunami. Like it's crazy outside. I was, uh, I was doing my rideshare thing this morning not so rain everywhere. Uh, not so rain right now. We had a, a gap during the middle of the day, but, uh, so it's, it's a little nuts outside. We could end up hearing some thunder claps and stuff like that. There was one, uh, lightning and thunder today that actually rocked my car I was sitting at a red light. And once the thunder hit, it was like, boom. And you could feel like, I don't mean like you feel a little bit of a rumble. I mean, it was rocking the car. Like it was pretty, uh, pretty intense. So anyways, recording this here in the middle of a thunderstorm, 
Uh, my recorder is got a battery backup in it. So, uh, you know, and I've got all my little sounds and, uh, sponsors are all attached to the iPad here, which is fully charged. So we can go full fucking blackout and we are all still in business here. So, you know, excited for that. <laughs> See what happens. Um, exhausted as always. I, uh, I heard last week, episode 14, I did it, you know, real late and I was real tired from the trip. Um, what can I say? Uh, I got feedback that you guys, uh, some of you guys liked it. You know, I, I thought I was low energy. I know episode one, I was super low energy and I didn't, I didn't like it. I was, I was really like, ugh, too low energy. Well, apparently normally I'm, I'm a little too high energy. I do get talking kind of quick and I hear even when I'm editing stuff, you know, in terms of just, uh, if there's like a sound background stuff that I have to pull, I basically, I have to change the where the fuck am I going early in this podcast? I'm kind of all over the map, guys. I apologize for that. I've got fucking notes and some structure here ahead of me. I'm just kind of all over the place. But uh, long story short, um, I have to convert the uh, the podcast once I'm done. So this thing here records in a very high quality uh, wave file. I then take the tracks from the, the iPad and the, the mic. If there's two people, the two mics. Right, it's all different files, and it mixes them all into one audio track. I then take it, move it into GarageBand. GarageBand. Um, sometimes, if I let it run a little too long after the fact, I'll trim, you know, a couple couple seconds off the back end, a couple seconds off the front. If I hit record earlier, then my sound card starts bumping shit in. You know, trim a little bit of that off, convert it to a file that my podcasting service understands, which is uh, like an MP4. It's like iTunes basically, so it's good quality. And then, uh, and then I upload it tell it to schedule for a little 12.05 a.m. So it's ready for you guys first thing Wednesday. If you happen to be up late Wednesday, well, you've earned it. It's Wednesday. So, um, but I recently may as well get into that right off the fucking top here since I'm just yakking away. I, I had it set for, for later on in the episode, but you know what? I may as well just talk about it now because I think that is what I was dicking around with early last week. Um, I found a new program because I, I listen to this thing right now. I'm wearing headphones. Um, you can see pictures of it in Instagram and stuff like that. Like I, I can hear myself very clearly in my headphones right now. So I, I have everything set up so that the idea is in the headphones, if I hear background noise or something like that, or if there's an issue, I can hear it right away. I don't, I don't listen to the podcast afterwards and go, Oh shit, that, what was that sound in the background? I can hear something doesn't sound good and I can adjust it right away. Um, you know, or if something doesn't play properly off of the iPad or whatever, I can hear it. So, um, everything sounds okay in my headset every week. You know what I mean? Sometimes I get a little low, but I'm like, you know what? My volume's kind of low on the thing. Like I, if you turn it up, you can hear it better. Anyways, getting feedback that people are saying they're still having a hard time hearing me. you know, I've heard the odd episode in the car. Occasionally it'll kick on on the iPod or something or my iPhone. And it just sounds really low. So I, I apologize for the sound quality because of your guys' feedback. Um, I went looking for something that could, you know, maybe auto level the, the sound so that at least it's a high quality and gets rid of some of the background noise. If I'm talking loud and someone else is talking quiet or vice versa, sort of keeps everything even. So I did find something out there, a website called Auphonic. It's going to level everything from the commercials to the, uh, to, to my voice, to other people's voices. If there's any background noise, it sort of eliminates that. If I turn my head slightly, you know, which does happen occasionally when I'm reading these notes or the, uh, you know, the, the, the bathroom reader stuff does, uh, it, it, it levels everything out. So basically what I'm saying is this episode that you guys are listening to right now, um, as soon as I'm done recording it and by the time you've heard it, it's already done. Uh, I will have run it through the software. However, this program ain't free, huh? Nothing is, <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah, so I'm doing that. It's a, it's a website called Auphonic. It should sound pretty good. And at the same time too, um, I put, uh, I put uh, individual artwork for all my interview episodes with my guests. So if you guys have ever been to onemanpodcast.com, you can scroll through the episodes and you'll see that the episodes with the interviews actually have uh, unique cover art for those comics. Um, unfortunately, when you're looking at through iTunes, uh, they don't have, it doesn't translate. It just takes the whole cover of the podcast and it just puts that on for every single episode. I'm sure you guys have noticed, you know, you haven't seen any artwork on your iPhones. Uh, I really don't know how it works for Android, but uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I was dicking around this Auphonic thing will attach a, a file to it. I have to go through um, iTunes. I made some changes. I had to learn. I don't know any of this stuff, guys. Remember, first episode, I talked about how I don't know shit all about this. And I'm so sorry for any new listeners who are starting with this. I don't usually go into a technical explanation right at the beginning of every episode. But, you know, we're here now. May as well get it over with. <laughs> so... Um, I meant to address that too. If you guys got an extra episode this week, if you happen to just turn on your thing and there was a, an episode showing, you know, uh, artwork for, for one episode and the audio from another, it was just testing something that had particularly low audio and trying to attach an image to test it and see if it would work on iTunes. So, um, you know, it was uploaded very briefly just so I could test it. But of course, all of you guys who are subscribers, if you're anywhere near Wi-Fi and you were checking your feeds, uh, odds are it downloaded you know, the episode. So even if, even though I deleted it from the, the actual feed, um, if you downloaded the episode on your phone, you would still have it. So, uh, sorry if anyone got excited about an extra episode, it was just a test. There may still be a test or two in the future. Um, but generally speaking, I'm trying to, to figure out how that works just so it's a little added bonus, you know, put in the effort of, of doing some artwork for these things for it to, to never show up on your phone or whatever, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a, a lost ever, but anyway, so Auphonic is what I'm using for the audio now. I'm trying to integrate the images and actually make them work when you guys, uh, you know, see a new episode on uh, on your iPhones or your Android devices or, or what have you. So that's what I was doing early last week, guys. Um, I also just want to mention too, uh, you know, I didn't really mean for it to be off the top, but since I got started yakking away, may as well continue. Um, Auphonic has the option to uh, to accept donations in terms of time. So the way it works is it actually uh, bills me for the time of the episode. So it gives me a couple, you know, a few hours a month for X amount of dollars. Um, and you guys know I'm able to ramble on. So some one hour episodes end up two hour episodes, um, and doing the math, it can get, it basically ends up costing about somewhere between six and eight bucks an episode. So, um, it's worth it, you know, to put it a good quality product. Um, but Hey, it does have the option to donate. So I know, uh, <laughs> I'm very humbled at anyone who would like to, uh, to, to donate to the one man podcast. Um, I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to keep putting these out. So it's going to happen regardless. Um, but if you guys did feel like just going, you know what, eh, throw a couple bucks, uh, that way it's, it's money I can invest in getting a third microphone <laughs> and set up and things like that. So, um, you know, no obligation, but just if anyone did want to help out on the Facebook page, uh, pinned at the top is a link to donate on Auphonic. So basically, you know, if you have a couple of bucks, you want to throw the, uh, the way of the podcast, I will definitely put it to good use, making sure that your guys can hear everything properly. The audio quality is good. Um, but absolutely no pressure. Just want you to know, I, uh, it's out there and very, very grateful for anyone who decides they want to, uh, to become a personal sponsor of the podcast. Definitely be happy to, to give you a shout out and a producer credit. Why not? Right. You guys are executive producers at that point. So anyways, thanks for listening to the technical ramblings and my little, uh, my little hat in hand. 
<laughs> uh, thing there. So yeah, like I said, uh, it's on, uh, I, I tweeted it out and I put it on the top of the Facebook page. So I appreciate that guys. Just, uh, even just thanks for listening. Sorry to, uh, to, uh, you know, do that. Um, I interviewed Mike Dambro last Thursday, super fun. Um, uh, his interview will come out on Friday. So anyone who's listening, Mike Dambra is a, is a club favorite at absolute, uh, super funny guy has an interesting story of how he got started in standup. Uh, actually a story, unlike any I've heard so far in the business, to be totally honest with you. Um, so very interesting to, uh, to sit down and talk with him. I'm looking forward to the episode coming out on Friday. If I'm successful with all that technical stuff last week, his will be the first episode that has individual, uh, artwork for the episode. So if you see it on iTunes and it's, uh, it's there, that'd be great. I'm very excited to see the, uh, individual artwork out, but of course, uh, even more so than that, the interview with Mikey is great. Friday, uh, last week, Paul Verzi's interview came out. Um, I hope you guys had an, an opportunity to listen to that. If you haven't listened to that, uh, you know, that was the interview that I did after his special in Terrytown, New York that I talked about in the last episode. So, uh, it's been getting a lot of good feedback. A lot of people really enjoy the story. So, uh, if you haven't heard it yet, please check that out. Um, also on Friday, I, uh, I got my new, uh, one man podcast, uh, promo cards. So I got these little cards made it just has the website, the URL, some details on how to get that out. So it's just something that can sort of spread around. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the podcast. Again, this episode starting off a little slow, um, just with all the technical stuff, but, uh, enjoying, enjoying doing this guys. I'm feeling more comfortable to medium. I'm feeling more comfortable, about what it is that I want to talk about every week and the things that are going on. I actually find that I'm doing more now too. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm actually going out every week and trying to find something a little unique, a little, uh, adventurous, just, uh, not only because I wanted to do that more, but it's, it, it's sort of, it's kind of cool to know that if I just sit around and do fuck all every week or the same thing, it's not going to be very interesting for you guys to listen to. You know what I mean? So I, I find myself, you know, if I'm humming and hawing about doing something, I figure, fuck it, I'll do it. And, uh, it gives me something to talk about with you guys. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's fun. I'm getting my, I feel like I'm kind of hitting my stride a little bit. I'm working more and more on getting some things out of the way so that, uh, I can get back to just some, you know, day-to-day -day talking points with you guys. I've got some this week, just some things that I sort of did this week that I'm like, Hey, what are your thoughts on them? You know? Um, but I got my new, uh, my new little business cards for, uh, for the comedy biz and some new promo cards for, uh, one man podcast. So I'm excited. I get those on Thursday. Guys, the day after this airs, I get those and boy, I'm going to start sprinkling them around my city. <laughs> I'll put them in the penny saver and they'll fall out and get in people's way. They look like little, uh, paint chips, little square paint chips. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about that. Forgive me. Um, finally big news third or Friday night. I finally met Mika and Mel's baby. Oh, that's right. Episode number one. I talked about how both of my best friends had babies, how it was going to be a long time before I met them. And I was half joking. But it turns out that, uh, you know, only four months into my podcast and like four and a half, five months into these child's lives, my best friends, I just met their baby. So, um, it was nice. We drove out to the, the country where, uh, where Mika lives. He lives about 30 minutes. Well, not 30 minutes outside the city he lives about 30 minutes away from me, South of the city. So we went there. We had a great dinner. Thank you very much to them. Crystal and I went out to visit the baby we saw him, uh, and I held him. So, uh, Jimmy and, and Alex, I saw their baby first, but I did not touch it cause I'm scared of babies. So my penance for, for, you know, seeing Mika and Mel's second and much longer was, uh, I held the baby and he just looked at me funny. I don't know. Babies are, I, I fuck they're weird. 
Man, they're so fragile, guys. Like, I can't. There's no level of accountability if you trip and fall on someone's baby <laughs> or something. I don't know how it works. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, I know you got to support their head. Like, I'm not afraid. Like, it's so funny, too, because everyone's like, oh, you just hold them like this. Yeah, I fucking know how to hold something. But I'm just like, I get, I get fucking anxious and worried that I'm going to, I'm going to drop it or, or things happen. I'm going to turn my head. I don't, I really don't know guys. I just, I feel like if you want me to hold your baby, sit me down on a couch, put a bunch of cushions around me on the floor and something, you know, if I drop, sorry, I got the fucking worst allergies right now. I'm at the back of my throat. The palate is so itchy, bad, bad ragweed. Um, I don't know. Like if you want me to hold your baby, put, put stuff around me, put, put cushions and things like that. You know, like I just, I want to feel like this thing cannot get hurt because of me. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way. It's just, you know, you're, you're holding something fragile. Like I don't like, I don't like going into frigging, you know, China shops, right? I'm a big guy. I feel like I'm going to turn around and bump into something and then end up owing the rest of my life to pay for a fucking plate. You know, I don't know. I, I that's what I said to them. I said, I want your kid to be old enough that I can knock him over and I, I didn't give him brain damage or, or end his life you know so i was happy to see him and he was cute and everything i had more fun petting the dog i know dogs can can get stepped on or something <laughs> they're not gonna die you know the dog was great bruno they have a chocolate lab named bruno he was outstanding right i pick him up and hold him but the baby i don't know like i i just i even feel like if i'm holding him the wrong way like because you wrap one arm around them and i'm like i'm like squeeze them too tight you know i don't know they're small right their their heads aren't done being made you squeeze him too hard with your arm around him, right? Like in a cradle grip, like am I breaking his ribs? And if I don't hold him hard enough, is he going to slip through? And I don't know, but I'm so, that's how, how neurotic and, and anxious I am is that I just, I think like, oh God, I'm going to, I just, I don't want to hurt it. I know they're resilient. I know, but I'm saying I've met a lot of stupid people and I always wonder, did you get held by the wrong person? You know, anyways, finally went and saw him. We had a great dinner. Uh, he went to bed and, uh, we just spent some time catching up with Mika and Mel. We actually played a board game. What is it with this podcast and, uh, and board games being the theme all of a sudden, right? I mean, uh, here's the thing. My brother has been trying to get me to play board games with him for a while. And it's not that I didn't really, you know, want to or anything. I just, uh, I'm not, I, board games take a long time to me. It's a thing you gotta, you gotta make time, sit down. I'm used to playing Monopoly, right? And, and, and most of us, we know those games, you know, Scrabble takes a few, I don't know depending on shitty or spelling, but a Scrabble takes a while. Monopoly is crazy long. Every time I played Monopoly in my life, it took fucking forever. Right. So I just associate board games with being long, lengthy things, the things that take time. So I, uh, we were over at, uh, you know, my, my buddy, Chris has sent in these emails in the last one, uh, the last board game that I'll be reading, uh, from his original email today. He sent me three board games. I'll read the last one today at the end of the show, uh, which sounds very interesting. Actually, I'm excited to read, uh, to read this one. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. I apologize. When we were at Mika's house, he was like, Hey, do you guys want to play a board game? You know, dinner was over. The kid was asleep. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what it is with board games, but apparently right now the universe wants me to know more about them, play them, play them with everybody I know. So we said, sure. So we played uh, settlers of Catan, uh, which is apparently a very popular game. I've heard of it before. Um, funny enough, actually, I will mention that Mika had pandemic, which is the first of the three board games that Chris had recommended. So weird world. They had received it as a gift for Christmas, uh, but they were, they were singing its praises. They just said, it's really long and very hard to learn, you know, your first time. So if you're looking to just relax and chat, not a good thing. Again, 
all over the map I is right now. Um, so we played Settlers of Catan, very cool game. It's kind of like a, a monopoly in the sense that instead of building, you know, houses and hotels, you're building, uh, settlements and cities and roads. Um, you're managing resources, stuff like that. It was a fun game. Um, I, it's my understanding it's very popular. So most of you probably have already heard of it or played it or whatever it was, but it was nice. It was relaxing. We weren't sitting in front of screens or anything like that. Uh, we just sat caught up. I lost, I was doing well, so well, I was in the lead big time. And then I had my ass handed to me, uh, in the, in the dying moments of the game. So it's one where things can change very, very quickly, but, uh, had a good time, uh, you know, catching up with everybody playing the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got more board game stuff to talk about. So I kind of want to move on from it quickly, but basically last week was a lot of learning technical stuff. I got to interview, you know, Mikey met the baby played the game. I went to, as shopping as always, but I went shopping with my mom this weekend on Saturday. Um, I don't know why we did Saturday, but I think she needed some help with some stuff. I did Saturday early. We, we went to a lot of different places too. Um, and then my buddy Johnny's, uh, bachelor party was on Saturday. Um, Johnny is Jimmy's brother. Jimmy is referred to uh, often. Johnny sent in a, uh, riddle a couple of weeks ago and we, we had an interesting time. Um, I, I, this, this was the day. So Johnny's bachelor party, as far as bachelor parties go, I know he's listening and I don't want to, 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 you know, Hey, we all have different things that we like. Um, Johnny's bachelor party was, uh, we went to, went to batting cages. So just, you know, hitting some balls, Johnny, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say is, I think it's more of a was at this point, and I do apologize if he's listening and I'm mistaken, but Johnny was an outstanding baseball player. Um, I'll tell your life story. That's what this is. Every week, I'll just talk about one of my friend's life stories. Johnny was a, was a great baseball player. I believe he was even scouted uh, when he was very young to play for uh, Major League Baseball, but uh, got an injury, and now he's... Uh, well, now he works with uh, with Jimmy building houses and stuff like that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm so sorry if I'm out of line saying any of this stuff. I know that, uh, that Johnny listened, uh, great dude getting married. Uh, so bachelor party on Saturday, we went to batting cages, big, big baseball fan. So for, for him, uh, amazing me fat fuck with a hernia, not interested. Um, <laughs> I was also running behind from assisting my, uh, my aging mother running some errands all over the city that day. But, uh, I missed the, the batting cages. So, so part two of the bachelor party was to, uh, go out to uh, a nice uh, sort of sports sports grill bar kind of thing. Bunch of the guys, uh, we had some meals, shot the shit. Um, and then, uh, and then we had to play some pool at a place in Ottawa, big, uh, big pool hall, uh, in the heart of the, the downtown nightlife. But, uh, I had a show, I had a show I had to do. So I had to excuse myself after dinner to, uh, to catch up with the boys a little later on the show that we were doing. Um, I do not want to say the name of the place cause it was so, such a bad experience. Um, where do I start? Okay. So this was a place out in Bell's corners. It was a, a restaurant bar. They were expecting uh, like a packed house for the show. So when I got there, the place was pretty much empty. A couple of uh, regulars sitting at the bar and a bunch of tables and chairs. Now, luckily, uh, Jason, the owner of absolute was there and, uh, and he did, uh, well, he did everything he could to make this, this place work for a show. Um, move tables and chairs closer. I mean, I'm not gonna get into the logistics guys. The show was set up 
as, as best as it could be, but it, it was bad. There was one group of people there to see the show and they sat at this long table. It was almost like if I'm standing on the stage, I would say only thing is it's not a stage. It was just the floor. So for a room, the way it was set up, you needed an elevated stage and there wasn't one. So I'm standing on the floor and the way that this table is set off is set up about 10 feet away from the microphone, which is far. You want people close to a comedy thing, but 10 feet away from the microphone. And it's, it's perfectly in line with me. So it's almost like what I kept referring to it that night as, as the, the landing strip. So it almost looks like a runway because they're just like straight at you like a run. So it's, it's, there's nobody around on either side. And then when they turn the spotlight on the beginning of the show, you couldn't see anything. So we're talking about a room that has, you know, 15 people all sitting at the same table. Cause they're all one group pointed at you like an arrow. Yeah. And the spotlight was directly in the center in front of me. So actually all I could see was a big blue light and then dark around it. So I couldn't see anybody. Um, start doing the show. We had, uh, Kamar was there, Steve love, uh, the two, the, those two guys finalized in the absolute summer competition started doing the show and I'm, I'm talking, they're drunk. They start yelling stuff out. Normally I can handle the crowd. No problem. But I'm just, I already I just hate the fact that I can't see a soul in front of me at a club. It's dark. You got spotlights in your face, but they're up high in the ceiling. So it's bright, but you can usually see silhouettes of the crowd. When someone starts talking to you, you see sort of, you can see a head moving or whatever. You kind of know where it's coming from. Um, you know, and there's a front row. You can, you can actually see the faces of the people in the front row and everything else is dark. It actually makes it a little easier to talk because you're not looking at every set of eyes on you. But the fact of the matter in this one was, it was a bright blue light and nothing. So people are yelling things out and I'm hearing it come from the darkness. I almost felt like I, I, I was running out of the woods and I collapsed on my knees and all of a sudden there's this bright pickup truck lights in my face and I just hear a voice going, Hey, what are you, what are you doing out here? What are you talking about? Like, it's just... You're just addressing these random voices that are coming in. You're like, you're just kind of trying to look, hey, who's there? I can't see you. Turn off the headlights. Very creepy and horror movie-ish. So I don't know. I was I was shook uh, from the beginning. So I, I convinced them to come sit in the front row, some of them anyway, so that we could at least see what was going on. And uh, yeah, I mean, the show turned around. It got better from that point. But it just, for some reason, right from the beginning, it just was just, it was weird. It didn't work for me. Something was very odd about it. And even though I, I got them to come and sit closer and things turned around at that point, it's one of those things where it just, it set started off wrong and I just never personally got comfortable with it. Um, I remember after I brought up the first act, uh, two people went outside and smoked like for a cigarette and I was going out, uh, I had promised them, you know, I said, if you guys come sit in the front, I promise I'll, 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 I'll make it worth your while. So once I brought uh, Kamar on, I walked out to the car to get some free tickets for absolute comedy. You know, thank you very much for cooperating with me guys. But these two people who had gone out, these two ladies have gone out for a cigarette. They were out there already. And, uh, and I can hear them talking about, oh, that was really not good or whatever. And as I'm walking by, they see me and they just stop talking. They do that thing with the talk, they stop talking and look at me. I walk to the car, get the tickets, walk back past them. And then as soon as I'm past them, I can hear them start laughing. Well, that was really uncomfortable. So clearly they were talking about how shitty I was and that's fine. You can't win them all. Um, you know, like I, I could not get out of that place guys fast enough. Um, I haven't had, uh, too many shitty shows as of late. They usually go okay. But, um, just lately I've been having a, a bit of a slump. Like, as I've mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of trying to focus on the health. I'm trying to focus on, uh, I spend a lot of time focusing on the podcast. I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying this, even though, 
I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm feeling like I haven't given you guys anything worth listening to so far in this episode. And I, and I do apologize for that. If anyone's feeling that way, if you've somehow felt that way and still stuck around for 30 minutes, well, I'm sorry, but if you're still here, you don't mind. Thanks for, uh, thanks for st- sticking with me guys. Uh, this has been an interesting week. That's that show. I, I was not happy with, I, I couldn't wait to fucking get out of there. Like I said, I left my friend's bachelor party. You know, I, I, again, I, I left my friends batting, drinking and eating and pool party, a <laughs> pool game, pool ball, whatever, uh, billiards party for that. Right now I was looking forward to getting back with my buddies. Jimmy was there. Mika was there. Johnny was there. You know, my friend Jay, who is now a subscriber, by the way, I sat at dinner time and fucking subscribed to the thing that he wanted to, wanted to watch it. He was one of those, those people who thinks that the Facebook promos I do for this, uh, were my podcast. So I explained to him, no, they're, they're actually shows that are much longer than two and a half minutes. Um, anyways, I, I, I wanted to leave that, that shitty show so bad. I got in the car the second, you know, second it was over, um, and just started driving back downtown. Cause it was one end of the town. The, the, the guys in the bachelor party was another end of town. So, um, Johnny, by the way, was dressed hysterically. If you go into my Josh Williams comedy Instagram, he was dressed with a Viking hat with like blonde Heidi braids coming out of the side and a pink tutu. So he looked like a goofy sort of, you know, opera singing Ace Ventura, but there's uh, there's, there's something on my Instagram that, uh, that has him dancing around in his tutu. So, uh, take a look at that. He, it was a great sport. It was great energy being around those guys. I got to tell you, like I was in such a hurry to, to get from that bad show back to my friends. And, uh, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I got in the car after that, that show. And, uh, I honestly, I just felt like I wanted to cry. And I don't know if this is going to make sense. I was, I was, the thought process in my head was just like, I just feel so fucking shitty after that show. And I don't mean like I was, I was blubbering or, or, or I was going to cry and I'm like, I, I can't, I, I was perfectly calm, perfectly fine. And I'm just like, I just feel like I need to cry right now. I feel like there's a culmination. I've wanted to work uh, a little harder on my standup. But as I mentioned, the podcast itself, while, while I love it and it's worth it, it does take up a lot of my time. Um, just prepping things and trying to, like I said, try to always make things better. I think it's that artist in me is that you just, you just. You want to make things better and better and better. And that's maybe that's why I'm always apologizing to you guys. I'm sorry. That's not good. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I liked it. In there. Whether you guys listen or not, I'm, I'm going to keep chatting into the universe every week, but I still want it to be better. And so lately I've really wanted my stand up to be better. And, uh, and I haven't been out just writing the way I've intended to. Um, a lot of things are taking my attention and I'm enjoying the fact that I'm doing more, but my standup is hurting and it is my love. It, it is the thing that pays the bills. And while I love this podcast, um, you know, until I have tens of thousands of people listening every single week, this isn't going to put any, uh, put any food on the table or, uh, you know, any shelter over my head. So, um, I've been in a slump comedically and I think I just sort of felt that, especially after the set didn't go well. Like, I feel like I'm in a slump when I'm, you know, doing the same old jokes and, and doing crowd work and stuff like that at shows. And I've just felt lately in that slump. And when that show didn't go well, uh, I was just like, I just feel so defeated right now and just like what the fuck am I doing and uh, I'm in the car just thinking to myself like I just feel like I need to cry I think I'll feel better if I could just cry right now but I couldn't like I was I like and I don't mean like I'm, I'm a man and I can't cry I don't give a fuck I was in my car all by myself I was ready to just fucking cut loose and cry <laughs> on the 417 on my way to the the bachelor party but I just I couldn't I didn't I didn't feel it uh, I was even trying to like come on dude just let it out and I and I couldn't 
And then I just had this really weird thought in my head. I'm like, fuck, I, I feel like I need to cry. And I'm like, and I, because I can't, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen when I least expect it. And it's going to be bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, not just like that ugly crier thing. I just think it's going to be like, uh, uh, like I, don't, I don't know what to expect. Like, I didn't cry when my last two grandparents died. You know, I don't know if I'm becoming, you know, like a sociopath or something. I don't know. Part of me worries that, like, that I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not hitting things like deeply emotional. I don't know if I'm, I'm shutting off or building walls or whatever, but anyways, I, I gave myself permission to cry and, uh, did not come, did not come. I don't know. It, it felt kind of like I even ended up telling Jimmy about it afterwards where I was like, I just, I feel like I needed to cry. It feels like every morning when I go to drive like my ride share and every morning I wake up and I get dressed and I just go out to the car and, and get ready to do it. And I'm like, fuck, I should have. I'm going to have to poop <laughs> at some point and I'm going to be stuck in a bad place. And that's the thing. It was like, it was like getting, going to the bathroom and going, I should go to the bathroom before I do this because I'm not going to be able to go later. And you can't, you just can't. And that's what it was like me. I was trying to, I was, I was like, my eyes were constipated. I could not get it out and it's going to come. I know it is at some point and it's going to be at a bad inopportune time. I'm going to be doing something very important and just cry <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> and people are going to go, what the fuck? He's crying. <laughs> He's crying. It's uh, the fast and the furious. I, I've heard there's people with uh, people that cry at that stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an opportunity to cry where it just wouldn't make any sense, you know, but just about anything people can get hit emotionally with whatever. So got back to the pool hall I basically just shot the shit with, uh, with, with Jim. I basically told Jim the, the cry thing. And then, uh, I started chatting with Mika. Mika's got a little pet project he was working on. Uh, he's, he's some, his neighbor gave him like a, a motorcycle or something. And it's got something wrong with the engine. Mika took the engine apart and he's fixing things and putting it back together. And I gotta tell you guys this right now. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before, but I know fucking nothing about cars. And I don't know if anybody else would like openly admit that. Cause again, it's another like dude thing that. We're supposed to be handy. And I'll tell you this right now. I, I was an electrician. I can wire a house top to bottom. Um, there are very few things in the world that I can't carry a conversation with. I know enough, a little bit enough to, to, you know, enter a conversation and just, you know, either understand what someone's saying or contribute a little bit. Um, cars like engines, any kind, any kind of gearhead stuff. I don't know a fucking thing. I don't know how I know that, that there's explosions in an engines that drive pistons and shit like that. Like I understand generally speaking, how the, how the energy is, is generated, but I don't know the inner workings, the names of the parts or anything like that. So I'm the kind of guy, like I go to the fucking, the, the dealership of my car and I'm really at their mercy. Like they could make up parts that are broken on my car and tell me I have to pay for them. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I guess. You know, I've mentioned before that like when I buy a new car, everyone wants to, Hey, pop the hood, man, let's take a look. And I'm like, fuck. All right. Never. I don't give a shit. You know, you could sell me a car that doesn't open in the hood and I get that can't service it, but I wouldn't give a shit that I can't see it. You know, oh, we can only get it from underneath. So you'll never be able to look at your engine. Okay. I, I, why would I need to, you know, <laughs> anyways, so Mika was talking about how he's, he's taking this thing apart and he's building it, he's putting it back together and all that shit. And I'm just like, I'm uh huh. Cool. I was listening, didn't lose my interest, but I don't, I don't know how to, and I find it very fascinating and, and pretty cool that, that you could take something apart, like an engine, change parts, put it back together. 
you know so he's he's working on that it sounds like he's basically turning into tim allen from fucking home improvement he's just it's been the next eight years rebuilding this bike in his garage she's gonna need parts and stuff for it but it's still kind of cool i was i was making fun of him too because i'm like so this is your spare time you're like yeah i just want to build an engine and put it back together in my fucking spare time it sounds like work to me like in my spare time i want to put my feet up and watch tv and not do anything so i don't know but good for him that was the the bachelor party that was like i said it was um it was fun you know, to see the guys in terms of like, it wasn't anything. I, I I don't have anything crazy to tell you guys. There was no, there weren't any strippers. Nobody got, you know, drunk and fell out of the back of a pickup truck. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what happens to bachelor parties, but I've been to like three bachelor parties now and they're starting to look like, yeah, you know, they're not a whole heck of a lot. I think the movies have lied to us guys. I think bachelor parties might be, uh, might be tame and there may not be such things as dragons. I, I really don't know. The movies have been lying. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Sunday was more errands. Yep. Didn't get them all done on the, on Saturday there. I bought a French press. That's right. Um, Costco was selling true North, uh, Starbucks coffee, which I fucking love. Nice blonde roast, but I, uh, I use Keurig here. So, um, every now and again, I'll find a nice like coffee bean that I want to grind up and shit. And I don't want to pay a dollar a K cup for it, but the, uh, the Keurig 2.0, does not support uh, a brew your own cup. Plus those things are a fucking bitch to clean. All right. This is just my product placement, technical jargon, weird bachelor party episode guys. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I, I got a, I got a, like a, a great, I got a Vitamix. That's right. I'm doing very well. Uh, I got a Vitamix that I can grind the coffee beans in. And now I have a French press that I can actually fucking, uh, you know, brew a, a regular, regular cup of coffee again. And it's a pretty big one too. So I can actually get a few cups out of it. So bought a French press back to like manual. I feel like I'm farming, <laughs> you know, instead of my big fancy curing, I now just scoop the beans and pour the water and press her down. It feels very uh, Amish to me, like a butter churn of coffee. So yeah, uh, I did that. I got that at HomeSense, which is a good store. You know, I don't know if you guys ever go to HomeSense, but you find lots of weird, you know, very unique shit there. I feel like that's a store for people who have nothing left to buy with their money. Cause you get into weird ass knickknacks and odd colored, I don't know, weird pillows, weird sort of like rustic thing. I saw a, a canoe, they were selling a canoe, like a, like an old sort of fur traders canoe with the big rolled, you know, uh, what is it? Curved up ends, you know, like all wooden, like, like varnished, very nice looking canoe. It's only $4,000 for a wooden canoe. Um, right. Cause who wouldn't just be out window shopping on a, on a Sunday and go, oh shit, do we have a, a big ass varnish canoe? Then right next to it, they were selling one that had been cut in half. Okay. So one of those big ass varnish canoes cut in half and then they had shelves put in it and it was standing up on its side. So it was basically a bookshelf, uh, canoe and it was gorgeous. It was a thousand dollars for a fucking bookshelf, you know? So it's just like one of those, like when, if you've bought everything else, then yes, go to home sense. Um, or if you need a French press, that's why I went there. I know I've seen French presses there before. So, um, but I dig home sense. If you haven't ever been in a home sense, if you're the kind of person who's just like, oh, I've seen it. I don't really know what it is. It's weird. It's, it's stuff for your house, but it's like weird, artsy, decorative, whatever. Like you can get a lot of really good priced, practical shit. It's like the winners it's owned by winners, but it's like the winners of household stuff. Um, but you'll find some uh, interesting, unique stuff there. Um, I do go occasionally just, uh, just to get in touch with my feminine side, I go, Josh, you're not doing well, um, 
you know, financially or career wise or anything, but you may need to purchase, um, you know, like a weird gazelle head to, to go on your bed frame. You know, you might need that. So I go to HomeSense every now and again, and, uh, and I see a lot of little old ladies buying sweaters for the cats from the pet section. There's a lot of weird stuff at HomeSense is all I'm trying to say. So, uh, and then finally guys, uh, Monday, yesterday to me, two days ago to you, uh, the eclipse, huh? Weren't a lot of people talking about the eclipse. Wasn't there all sorts of funny videos on Twitter and Instagram and things like that of people doing their eclipse. First thing in the morning, someone sent to me, uh, a light shining overhead and then their testicles blocking out the light. Um, and then I later found out that that was something that Jamie Kennedy had put out, or at least Jamie Kennedy had also shared, um, the, uh, the actor slash comedian, Jamie Kennedy. Um, so yeah, all sorts of people doing another fun little take on the eclipse. So I, I'd been seeing all this stuff about the eclipse. Didn't really know when it was. I Googled at one point and, uh, and Crystal actually called me yesterday in the morning, reminding me that it was going to happen yesterday. I was uh, in front of the computer doing work one, uh, one to three o'clock came and went. I saw nothing. Everyone I saw stuff yesterday didn't really seem like we got much of a view of it here in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So, uh, yeah, that was a who gives a fuck event for me yesterday. If the eclipse was very exciting to you, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was everything that you thought it would be. Um, but I meant to pay attention to it. I even got a reminder from the lady first thing in the morning and then missed it entirely. And, uh, I have no regrets. <laughs> I don't feel the slightest bit bad about missing the eclipse. I don't know, man. Um, it feels like, uh, it feels like kind of like a eh, week. I don't know. And I don't mean like necessarily the pot. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying chatting with you guys. I love, I love talking with you. I love connecting, but it just isn't weird. I got to tell you last night's open mic Mondays was great though. That was like the bookend of what was the last thing I did. Uh, last night we had an open mic Monday show and one of the performers brought a ton of people, a ton of people. So thank you to him. Um, and the show was great. We had a lot of people show up. It was very, very exciting. A lot of people had a great time. Um, and it was just a good way to, to end sort of, uh, the, the, the part of the week. Like it was, it was feeling good again. I get to see a lot of the, the comedians and stuff like that. Um, some guys I haven't seen in a while. Uh, John Milanos, uh, a good buddy of mine, great comic from Montreal came and it was his first time hosting open mic Monday. So we really appreciated having him and Matthew champ. One of the finalists from absolutes competition was the feature. So great show top to bottom. Good way to bookend the week. Um, as I said a little bit before, when I was talking about that drive back, it's just been a bit like, ugh, for me, comedy wise, you know, there's, um, there's things going on. Like I said, like what I'm working on personally right now, I sort of had a conversation with crystal last week where I was just saying, like, I kind of feel like just, you know, being real with you guys, maybe this will be the episode that's a little more real than, than funny or whatever it is. But I kind of feel like right now, uh, where I'm at is I'm, I'm like one of those dudes spinning plates. Okay. But all the plates are sort of slowing down and starting to wobble. So you kind of need like a spare hand to reach up and spin it again. Right. Just keep everything going. And, uh, and I kind of feel like all of the plates right now are wobbling. So everything sort of needs my attention a little bit. Finances, health, uh, you know, relationship focus, things like that. Um, you know, a lot of my comedy career, like everything needs attention right now. All my other side projects and stuff like that. 
I've got lists like taped all over my desk of just things I need to contact, things I need to reach out and do. So all of the plates are still spinning, but they're starting to wobble like, cause there's just not enough of me to go around. It's kind of how it feels right now. Maybe that's kind of why I was feeling just, just sort of down the other day with, with the, the show not going well. And I don't know. I think when we were out too at Johnny's bachelor party, I was being a little, uh, being a little, I, I think, okay, now you guys might want to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I think frugal frivolous and frugal. I know frivolous is just spending like it's like, it's nothing. So I think frugal is like when you're being a little, you know, being a bit of a penny pincher, right? You squeeze the nickel till the beaver shits. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was being a little, just, just a little, uh, careful with, with money. Cause money's been a bit, uh, bit tight. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe it was just feeling like a little bit like, you know, finance isn't good. Comedy isn't good. And things were starting to feel tight. So I know that I was chatting with crystal saying that like right now, I'm feeling like my health is suffering. You know, I'm having, I'm still struggling to, to, you know, like just be good with the diet. Like I want to, I want to be doing more exercise. Um, the weather has been shitty here. And right now guys, my allergies are so bad. I'm taking like double dose Benadryl and antihistamines and my throat is still super itchy. I'm terrified to go outside because I'm just so allergic to the elements. So like, I want to go for a walk and I feel trapped in the house. Cause I get so uncomfortable and then I have to medicate myself and then I just feel so drowsy. I can't, I can't keep my eyes open. Um, and I have things to do. Um, you know, can't really, I'm, I'm worried about going to the gym because like, I'm, like I said before, I, I don't want to overdo it and, and hurt myself further. Um, so anyways, talking to Crystal, I said, I kind of feel like everything is, is, uh, I just feel like I don't know where to start. I feel like there's so many things that require my attention and I don't know where to start and I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just feel a little down guys. I'm having stand up comic. We're, we're depressed at times. I'm, I'm feeling a little down right now. Um, and so I think I just decided that like one thing I know I need to do is I need to find a doctor. I need to find a doctor so we can get this, this hernia shit fixed, find out what some of my other little, you know, uh, health items are. Like I said, I got a, I got a lump on my side, which is not cancer. Thank God. But it's still there and it still affects me and affects my core and, and, and my mobility. So, you know, I need to, I need to get that done. So that's, that's one of my focuses this week. I've decided that I'm going to put comedy on the back burner a little bit, just in the sense that I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell myself, uh, every week that I'm going to get a bunch of writing or, or, or something done. Right. And then I end up disappointing myself. I'm going to be like, okay, right now, uh, the, the health stuff comes first. So, so first step, find a doctor you know, maybe get some stuff moving forward with that. Um, you know, still maintain that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, neglect the podcast or anything like that. But I think for right now, um, I need to really put my, uh, my health. Cause I think if I start feeling better physically, it might help with the, the mental state, you know, making it easier to, to go out and, and, you know, walk and do things, start feeling some results. I'm, I'm hoping to not feel as tired all the time because I know that, um, I feel like I get up, I get up, you know, five, five to six o'clock in the morning every day to do the rideshare stuff. And I convince myself after the rideshare, I'm going to come home, have a quick nap and then get to work, but I get right to work. And then I go from one thing to the next to a show to late. And I'm just, I'm running kind of on empty. I really sorry if I sound like I'm bitching, I'm not trying to, to complain. Um, but again, just trying to be, to be honest about how I'm going. So, um, I, I want to start feeling better. And, and again, one of the reasons that I tell you guys this stuff is it's almost like, I feel like if I keep saying the same thing over and over again, and I'm not, and I don't actually do anything about it, eventually I'm going to get sick of hearing me say it. Other people are going to be like, all right, dude, we fucking, yeah, we've heard it. So, you know, shit or get off the pot. So what I'm saying right now is especially after hitting a low point last week, um, 
doctor is uh, on the forefront of my mind. So I'm going to be working on that this week, calling doctors and stuff like that. Um, and just trying to get some progress, have, hope to have some good, uh, good results to report very soon, very, very soon. And I've been watching, uh, when I'm doing work here, I have been watching, you know what? Maybe this is part of it too. Maybe it's all coming together, guys. I've been watching shark tank. It's on uh, Netflix. And while I'm, while I'm sitting and I'm doing some of my, uh, my tax work and stuff like that, I will, uh, I will throw something on in the background. So basically I've been moving. I, I also slow myself down too. Right? I'm fucking around when I'm, when I'm doing that, but, but I put shark tank on and that's, uh, if you don't know anything about it, if you don't have it in your country, I mean, most of my listeners in North America, so we should all know what it is, but it's effectively entrepreneurs pitching their ideas and their products and trying to get like, you know, millionaire, billionaire investors. So the same time I'm sitting here with my fledgling little career and my, 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 my would be podcast and all that fun stuff. I'm sitting here watching these shows where people are like, so I made a clip that keeps your socks together in the dryer. And they're like, all right, I'll give you $500,000 for 20% of your business. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm happy for them. It's, and it's interesting to see the different ideas. And it's inspiring that you can just come up with something on a, you know, just a necessity and whatnot. So I guess just watching millionaires who are like, what did you do? Well, I invented a security company. Good for you. That was probably hard. I don't want to do that. I want to invent a company that makes fun of the people who run the security company. Anyways. So uh great show though, guys, if you are looking for a little bit of inspiration and know that just anybody can, can make it or, or be an entrepreneur shark takes a fun one. Oh, it is. I gotta have a sip guys. My throat's killing me. Mm-mm. Cronenberg Blanc this week, guys. Uh, great, 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 delicious drink. So I'm also trying to finish that goddamn George Carlin book. I'll tell you right now. Sorry for, for being so profane, but that one has taken me a long time. So I'm hoping to have some time this week to do that. And, uh, you know, going, going forward, maybe, you know, maybe just that's, maybe that's what I need. Just a little me time, right? Read a book about one of my heroes, George Carlin, right? You know, just, uh, get some health, health, uh, I don't know what the fuck, get some health, what Josh, you know, some health news, some health perspective, right? Just find a doctor that, 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 uh, you know, gives a shit. So that's, uh, that's the direction that I'm headed in this week. I, uh, I put in a video this week for, uh, I like to do little videos. Like I said, on Facebook, when the, uh, the new episodes coming, I like to sort of just do a little shout out. Hey guys, thinking of you, if anyone has any questions, here's, uh, you know, what, uh, the email address is here's what's going on uh, that I'll be talking about this week. I do these little things. And a lot of people have been like, Hey man, I saw your podcast the other day. And I go, you saw it. They go, yeah, on Facebook, I saw your little podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not it. You know, I'm still, still explaining to people what it is, but, uh, I like to do little videos to get you guys involved. And I think I did a little shout out for what, uh, what article I would be reading from portable press this week. My, uh, my partners at portablepress.com. <laughs> the bathroom readers Institute, of course. So I may as well get right to that this week. And it was funny cause I'm reading from a book called do geese get goosebumps and more than 199 perplexing, perplexing questions with astonishing answers. Nice little tongue twister there. So I, I'd mentioned that and I just felt, cause it was really funny. This book is like basically a bunch of questions um, that have a bunch of answers. So you get the answers to a lot of things like, uh, just as an example, I know there's one of the questions like, Hey, why do we drive on a parkway, but park on a driveway? <laughs> Everyone's heard someone say that. Well, apparently the answer to that question is in this book. Um, all sorts of ones. What came first, the word orange 
or like the color orange or the name of the fruit. Also very interesting. Um, so those are a couple examples of in the book, do geese get goosebumps? But when I was saying that I said, you know, I'll, I'll answer one of the things in here. And one of the things in the, uh, the synopsis was why does Superman wear his underwear on the outside? And two people on the Facebook live video were like, Hey, what, or sorry, I shouldn't say two people. One person, Joshable was like, I want to know why. And I go, okay, is that the, the article you want me to read this week? And he goes, yeah. And then someone else had told me they saw the video after it was live and, uh, and said they too would like to know. So just by popular demand, AKA two people asking to say, that's, that's the one we want to know. That is the article I've decided to read this week. So again, from do geese get goosebumps and more than 199 perplexing questions with astonishing answers. The article that I'm going to be reading is why do most superheroes wear their underwear on the outside? Uh, so answer to that is blame Superman. He started the trend. When he was created in the late 1930s, Superman wore an outfit that was inspired by circus acrobats and professional wrestlers of the day. They weren't necessarily wearing underpants, but tight shorts shaped like briefs over the top of their leggings. Because superheroes were super strong, just like wrestlers and acrobats, it wasn't a huge stretch back then for artists to dress them like that. The most recent on-screen Superman played by Henry Cavill is first, uh, sorry, is the first one to wear plain blue pants. And that's it guys. That's the answer. That's the article for this week. It's a, it's a short one. It's a sweet one, but, uh, but that is why Superman wears his underwear on the outside. He is clearly being modeled after the old strong men and acrobats of the 1930s. So there you go, guys from portablepress.com. My partners at the bathroom reader Institute, as I've mentioned before, they have tons of books, tons of criteria, tons of categories. I'm very excited to read uh, more of this one from the, uh, dookies get goosebumps. So, uh, check it out, check out what they've got available. They're available at chapters Indigo, all those places as well. They're great gifts. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I love these books. I just find that the, the random information is, is, you know, it's interesting and it's rewarding. So thanks for listening to that guys. Uh, as always, my partners at absolute comedy, um, I was mentioning how good the open mic Mondays went last night. So, um, you know, if you're looking to, to, to try standup comedy and you're in the, uh, Ottawa area or any of the clubs, really, uh, absolute Toronto and absolute Kingston also have amateur nights. Um, but if you're looking to try out, uh, at the very, very beginners level, uh, here in Ottawa, you can check out openmikemondays.com. That is the absolute comedy sort of up and comers show. Um, and for everything else, absolute comedy, here is the promo. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh yeah, just that easy. Just plowing through the sponsors this week. And while I sip on my Cronenberg Blanc from our, from, uh, you know, my Summersby sponsors, uh, parent company, Carlsberg. Um, yeah. Why don't you guys take a listen to the, the Summersby ad. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. 
the apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on, and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Yeah, and from Summersby, uh, they have given us the Cronenberg uh, poker set. So I uh, was trying to think of a way that I could get you guys involved in the social media stuff. You know, how do I, how do I get you guys, you know, liking and following the pages, maybe giving a shout out to our, uh, you know, our sponsors, you know, just a way, I mean, I wanted to give you guys the poker set, give it out to you. Um, I will shoot. I meant to say this right off the top of the show. I'll tell you what, so that you're listening right now, if anyone's like, how do I win this? Just so you know, I will ship it to the winner anywhere in North America. All right. So if you're listening and you go, I would like a free poker set. Well, it's available to you. Anyone in North America, I am going to send it snail mail cause it's fucking heavy. So it's probably going to cost me as much as a new set anyways, but, uh, I still, I don't care where you guys are in North America, whoever wins, I will ship it to you. So don't feel like, because you know, you might be in, uh, Kansas or some shit that you can't win. You can, you can, I want you guys to win. Um, so just know I will send it to you anywhere. So just in case I th thought maybe if I'd said that at the end, uh, none of you be listening how to win. So now that I've got everyone's attention, probably, um, this is how, this is how you can win. Okay. Everyone's going to get a ballot. All you need to do to get in a, uh, sorry, to, all you need to do to get a ballot. Okay. Is if you go onto the Facebook one man podcast page. All right. Uh, you're listening to episode number 15 right now, which means that this has also been published on the Facebook page. So all you got to do is find the, uh, video of episode 15 and hit share. Ugh. Is this really the episode I want shared? Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go with it. That's what I'm planning to do. So hit share on the, uh, episode 15 of the one man podcast. So just share it on your page. You know, I don't care if anyone listens to it or likes it or anything like that. Just the fact that you are sharing it makes me so happy and boom, that's a ballot for you. Um, also Twitter. Hey, well, guess what? The same thing on Twitter. This episode is gonna be presented on Twitter, hit share or sorry, retweet the, and, uh, and I, again, ballot for you and, uh, on Instagram, all you got to do is comment on the Instagram, uh, you know, image, right? There's an image promo that I do. Hey, episode 15 is now available because they don't do, uh, you know, full episodes or anything like that. All you got to do is comment, um, basically by tagging like Summersby, Cronenberg or Carlsberg. I don't care which one of the ones is, but just if you guys look at it and go, Hey, Carlsberg, Hey, Cronenberg, Hey, Summersby, whatever it is. I don't care. Tag one, tag three. I don't care. But tag them because that way they see it and you guys help me by doing that. So they will go, Hey, why does everyone keep tagging us on this one of my podcasts? Because, oh, we have so many listeners. <laughs> so that's it. You tag, uh, tag one of those guys on the comment on the, the, the one man podcast promo it says episode 15 is available now. Boom. Summersby. There's a ballot for you. You retweet it. There's a ballot for you. Facebook share. Oh, there's a ballot for you. And just like that, 
you know, your chances are big. I, I had a giveaway before guys, not a lot of people uh, did it. So not, uh, not complaining, just letting you know that your chances of winning this are actually pretty friggin' high. So those are the way you do it. I will announce the winner next episode, episode 16. I will say who gets this and then I will put it in the mail for you. And six to eight weeks later, <laughs> you will receive your poker set. And I hope you enjoy. Uh, so that's how you guys are going to win that. Thank you. Of course, to our sponsors for uh, giving us this, this uh, set. It was very kind of them and uh, I don't want to pay it forward. So, um, this week, uh, in terms of what's going on with me, I've already said, I'm, I'm looking for a doctor. That's my, uh, that's my big goal this week. The big one. Um, cause I, I mean, it's super important and, uh, and hopefully it'll just help with the perspective. Like, uh, one of the things too, that was occurring to me, cause I'm just sitting here. As soon as I start playing the ads, I start reflecting on the, the first part of the episode. And I think one of the things too, that sort of just got me down was the, the week prior being in New York, hanging out with, with some of the most successful people in, in stand up comedy right now. Um, it was great. It was such a great feeling. I had so much fun, right? And it gave me a lot to to aspire to. And then, like I said, coming back and feeling like I wasn't really going anywhere and, and having a bad show and stuff like that. I think it's just that mixed with a lot of other things. Um, you know, again, I, I saw my best friend, his kid in their home. Um, stand up is a bit of a sacrifice sometimes. Um, I hope that the other shit you had to listen to earlier in this episode. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to culminate it right now before I go into too much more, but, um, I mean, I'm 34, you know what I mean? Um, I, uh, I don't live with my girlfriend. Um, I'm a roommate in a house. Um, you know, and I've got a lot of, of, of wonderful people in my life who I see, you know, achieving big things. You know, like I said, my friends with their kids, again, congratulations to Johnny, uh, you know, with his bachelor party, you know, the guy's getting married soon. That's it's outstanding. I think I'm the last one in our circle uh, for that. But, um, and, and while I guess I wasn't really, uh, openly aware that maybe part of me was doing a lot of comparing, which is of course the death of happiness, right? Comparison is the death of happiness. You don't get anything good when you start comparing, you don't have to be better than anybody else. You just have to be better than you were cliche, cliche, cliche. Um, I think I was just feeling it, you know? Um, earlier in the week too, like I said, even just the trying to improve the audio quality of the podcast, trying to take the shit that I'm doing with my life and just trying to make it better. Um, there's no shame in that, but I think maybe I was just feeling a lot of, uh, you know, um, in, in comedy, you got to make a lot of sacrifices. You, you do have to, you know, it's not a, a, a business that you go and have a family with cause there's a lot of responsibilities and there's a lot of uh, eating costs, you know, um, it, it cost me to go down to New York to be able to just uh, you know, support my friend and, uh, and again, to, to, you know, get an opportunity to, to record a podcast with them and stuff like that. Like it's, you, you spend a lot more investing than you do making back. Like I said, even, uh, even this podcast, I love doing it. I love doing it and I'm not going to stop for anything, but there are costs associated, right? So this is something that, that costs time, which is a currency and of course, uh, finances and resources. So I think when, you know, especially a lot lately, right? A lot of my friends are having babies and getting married and, and I'm seeing even people in my field having great successes, which I'm happy about. I think it might be subconsciously hitting me. And of course, too, while I'm struggling with my health and my, uh, my finances, my career, I think it just, it's, it's all kind of, it was all kind of coming in at once. So, um, thank you for listening to it. Thank you for guys for letting me sort of throw it out to the universe. Um, 
just being a little more aware of it. I think, uh, just, you're just going to see me working harder at some things. So I'm going to start cooking some things up too. even just look at my calendar, not, uh, nothing this week coming up in terms of, of comedy. Um, as soon as this episode is over, I'm going to go with my, uh, my brother and his wife, huh? More married people, my little brother him and his wife. Um, I'm going to go with them to go see the dark tower. Um, I read the Stephen King books, uh, when I was young and I've seen the trailer and the trailer looks like it sort of bastardizes the story. So I'm not super keen to see it, but I'm going to go watch it. It's going to be entertaining. Um, so I'll do that. And I'll, first I'll talk about that next week. What I thought of the, the dark tower. Um, you know what I mean? I guess, uh, th- this, this Friday I have that interview with, um, Mike Danber coming out. Um, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. Like I said, he's got a bit of a different, uh, different story. He's coming up in comedy, but, uh, it's definitely one worth listening to. And I, I can't wait for you guys to see that. Um, Friday night I get to see Chris. Chris has been writing in with the board game stuff. Chris is an old friend. He goes back to high school days where Jimmy and I, uh, and make, sorry, Jimmy Mika and I first became friends. Um, so, uh, Chris is one of the, uh, the original, not six, I should, but maybe, Hey, he's one of the original six in our, uh, our circle of friends. So I'm looking forward. I haven't, uh, I haven't hung out with Chris in a long time. We do cross paths every, uh, every few years, but, uh, but now with the podcast, another benefit of it is, uh, is he's, you know, we, we talk more regularly now. Um, so, uh, so very excited. We're going to go to his place on Friday and yes, Crystal and I are going to go and play board games with him and his lovely wife. So that'll be a thing that I'll probably be talking about. Probably I'll try to put the board games thing aside for a while, guys. We're going to read the last uh, board game description from him on this episode. And of course, next week when I talk about how it went, maybe, maybe I'll just talk about the lovely time we had and we won't have board game talk for a while. All right. Again, keep in mind, I'm not a board gamer either. If you guys are enjoying it, that's great. But for those who are like, I don't really, what the fuck board games? Well, that's sports to me. When you guys sit around talking sports, I don't give a shit. I used to be a sports fan. I don't give a fuck anymore. So this is what's, this is what's going on. The universe wants me to know and talk and play board games. So that's what's happening. So, uh, I'm doing that. And then, uh, and then I don't really have anything planned for, for the rest of the weekend or early next week, you know? So maybe I'll use that time to, uh, to just really prioritize what's important and what I should be working on next. Um, so yeah, with, uh, with no further ado, guys, we're going to get into the questions for this week. I did get, uh, like I said, I've got the last board game, uh, thing for Chris to talk about. And, uh, and I got a letter from, uh, or sorry, a letter. I got a letter, huh? I got an email from Vanessa who wrote me. Uh, so we'll start with hers. She says, Hey Josh, been a while since you've heard from me. I always find I'm like one episode behind kind of. So I finally caught up this week. First off. So your roommate is a Trump supporter, like in a sarcastic kind of way or like a fan of Trump's comedy kind of way. I don't know these people actually existed outside of Russia because we all know that's how he actually became president. Secondly, back to your episode where you talk about the escape room. Thanks for the spoiler on how to solve it. I was like screaming at you in my car to stop spoiling it. But yeah, I have done a couple escape rooms here in London and they are great. That VR thing sounds amazing though. And I may have to come to Ottawa just to do that. Three of my coworkers just bought Oculus Rifts and they are loving it. Wish I could jump on that bandwagon, but it still feels too early. You know, let them work out the kinks first. Uh, Thirdly, I have not personally been to White Castle for the exact reasons you describe. Any food that is under a dollar is likely not fit for human consumption. Next time you should try this chick filet breakfast chicken minis. (laughs) They are amazing bite-sized fried chicken sandwiches. I suggest putting honey and strawberry jam on them, which they provide at Chick-fil-A. Oh my God, so good. 
Finally, good work on trying to stick to your weight loss goals. You should definitely look at getting that surgery because working out, especially lifting weights, will definitely aggravate a hernia and possibly make it worse. Uh, although they do say, sorry, although they do say that losing weight is like 80% diet and 20% exercise, it's mostly from, uh, sorry, it's mostly about eating clean, no pre-processed foods and portion control. I have used a program called 21 day fix from Beachbody, which helps with this nutrition portion. It really helps train you to eat the right portions and eat the right things. Best of luck, buddy. We're rooting for you. Yeah. So, uh, to, to, I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Red, for the, the email, um, to address it. Yes. Uh, both of my roommates, um, are Trump supporters. Uh, no, they don't do it in a funny way. Uh, they both think that he is right. <laughs> um, they're closeted Trump, Trump supporters. Oh God, I'm going to be a fucking, they, they like Trump. Jason and Kamar both like Trump. They, they think he's, it's, it's much, I posted something on my personal Facebook. So if any of you guys want to, you know, are, are already friends with me on Facebook, watch the Jimmy Kimmel thing that I posted. Um, a lot of people I think voted for Trump because they were basically what Kimmel says, which is why I posted it. It's sort of the same way I thought is people saw Hillary Clinton decided she was the same as everything else they've already had. And people were upset. They wanted something different. And Trump represented that. Um, he sounded like, like I was one of those guys where when Trump was like, Oh, grab her by the pussy. And everyone's like, Oh, he he got caught saying that. I'm like, Anyone who didn't know he was like that before they could prove it. If anyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Then you're a fucking idiot. He, he was like that. You could tell he was like that beforehand. Anyways, I'm not gonna be the millionth fucking person to have this conversation and say these points, but I, I, I get Jesus. I would, I, I really would not thank God. I didn't have to vote in that election. Um, Cause I get the whole, like Hillary's crooked as shit and Trump is racist, arrogant, uh, egotistical. I, yeah, I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm trying not to divide my listeners. I don't know. Clearly the guy, yeah. Kimmel, Kimmel said it best. If you watch the thing I posted on Jimmy Kimmel, I don't, I don't share a whole, whole lot of Facebook, so you shouldn't have to go too, too far back or you can just Google Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Trump King of America, something like that. You'll, you'll find it. But the idea is Kimmel just said, look, a lot of people voted for Trump because he represented something different. You were tired of what was already there. You wanted to see a change. And so you voted for him, you took a chance. But now that he's in, he's making mistakes like every day. He's, he's fudging facts. He's, you know, he doesn't, he's leaking information. He, he makes a typo in the middle of the night. And then the next morning claims it's a secret message. Like, you know, uh, people who supported Trump don't want to admit that they were wrong. They made a mistake because there's too many fucking loudmouth liberals who are like, Oh, look what you did. It's, you know, but it's, it's time for him to go basically, you know? Um, but in terms of my roommates, um, they, they seem to think that it's hard, it's hard to, to speak on their behalf, but I've heard the things they say, like, uh, Jason's significant other can't stand when he gets into his whole talking about Trump. So as soon as she leaves, they, they both, Hey, did you see what Trump said today? Did you see blah, blah, blah. And they both, yeah, cause he was doing this. He was doing that. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, you know, I'm still here. Can you guys pretend like maybe it's not cool to talk about horrible things that are said and done in my presence too? Like, I appreciate it's the lady there, you know, you don't have to hold in your farts anymore, but can you hold in your racism intolerance 
and complete ignorance on the situation. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, if anyone thinks that Trump is a fair guy, that he's doing good things, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I, first off, I don't know why you listen to me because I'm trying to be as equal and fair as possible, but I don't know. I, I, I do shows like when I'm doing a show, sometimes I'll, every now and again, I'll say to people like, my, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Someone's like, talk about Trump. And I'm like, why fuck? Are you not sick of it? Are you not fucking sick of this by now? So I am, I don't live in that country, but I'm just sick of here. Like when, like every day it's like, guess what he said today? I don't know. Probably something stupid and ignorant and egotistical and, and just wrong. So anyways, I don't know. Jason, Jason's the kind of guy too. And I, this is not a joke. Like he'll come out and be like, oh, did you see this video? Like, like, you know, those videos where like a cop will shoot a, a, a black guy for like no reason. You know what I mean? You see the video. Now I'm not saying every cop kills every black guy. Uh, you know, for no reason, just, just so you know, I'm not like the, Oh, every time someone gets arrested, it's completely false. Tra I'm saying that there's videos of people who are murdered for no reason. They're out there. They exist. And, and Jason will say things like, do you see him resisting arrest? No, I didn't see in the video. Well, he's probably resisting arrest right before the video. Like it's, it's one of those, like, I, I don't know what it is about people, but just sometimes they get it in their head that, that, the, that just the other person is guilty no matter what. You know what I mean? Like really like a color of your skin makes you guilty for something. Anyways, this, none of this was in your question. You were asking, is he, is, is my roommate a real Trump? He is a real Trump supporter. No argument, no facts, no, nothing can, can change that. And you know what? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I, I still defend his, his right to have his opinion, but, uh, but I guess I got my opinion out there a little too much, which is that I, I don't support Trump, but Hey, you know, what's the alternative crooked Hillary? Fuck, that sounds bleak. Just in the sense that I'm like, hey, what's the alternative? You know, someone who steals money? Like, well, yeah, at least that better than someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to build a wall and, and ban Muslims. And say, yeah, they're, they're, fuck, I hate all of it. I hate all of it. Just give me a nice cave to live in with Wi-Fi. I want a Wi-Fi cave, you know, or a candle for my books. Maybe I'll finally get a fucking book read. Just give me a cave I can hide in. You know what I mean? I'll lick the moss on the walls for sustenance. I hope that there's enough proteins and vitamins and moss, but yeah. So thanks for your, uh, thanks for your question. Yeah. He's a Trump supporter. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the VR thing too. Like I want to buy one, but I don't know which one to buy, you know, they're all like 500 bucks each. So, um, just a quick sidestep away from the Trump thing. Eh? say all that shit and then just try to run away. I don't know. I, I, I don't support his, I, I don't support his, you know, his ego. Um, I, I hope that everything ends peacefully, right? Just, just get him out, just get him out and find someone else in there. But we're, uh, we got a show to watch, right? We can, we can watch what's going on down there. It's fun. Um, and yeah, the, and, and the VR thing. Yeah. I, they're all 500 bucks. They're expensive. I can't wait to, to be able to do it at home. Um, again, I'm already struggling to stay awake and, and be productive with every day. So I think something that's that fucking fun and whatever available to me, whenever I want it at home is gonna be really difficult. I don't think it's smart for me to have that in the house. So, um, I'm kind of like you, let's wait and see, let's watch the price come down. Let's watch the content get crazy. Um, Mark, uh, who has emailed in before Mark sent me a Facebook message. I, I was going to bug him and be like, Hey man, uh, just send me this in an email. I'd love to read it. But he's also the one who's like, why do we have to do all the work? Fine, Mark. Then I'm just going to quote you 
on the podcast. Uh, Mark was saying that he thinks AR, which I believe is the acronym for augmented reality. Um, I don't really know what that is. And, uh, in my true Josh style, I did not research it before talking about it. I didn't even know I was going to talk about it, but Mark thinks that the, uh, augmented reality is going to be the next big thing. So VR is just a stepping stone to that. So if you're listening, Mark, and you'd like to send me an email in what augmented reality is, or if I'm mistaken about the acronym, if you want to correct me and let me know, Jesus, what it actually is. Sorry, guys, get the hiccups. Um, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to know. So yeah, I don't know. Let's hang out on that. Chick-fil-A. Uh, they're the ones that hate gay people. Are they not? Did they not get in shit because they were like anti-gay marriage or something like that? So a bunch of people boycotted them. Like, I mean, I, I'll try their chicken minis. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, that's so, uh, that's so passive. It's like, man, that's awful about the gay people. But I mean, those chicken minis are good, right? I mean, like we're still going to eat the chicken minis, right guys? Um, yeah, I guess I'll try it. Sounds good. I had, um, a chicken waffle tiny little slider thing at, uh, fucking white castle. So I had the two burgers taste like dog food. Gross, 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 gross. Um, sorry, white castle. I was pretty excited, excited to taste your, uh, your stuff. Gross, gross ass burgers. But the chicken slider, um, in the waffles with the Belgian waffles was great. It was like, it was like a jalapeno. There was like a jalapeno cheese and sauce on a, on a little piece of chicken in between two Belgian waffles with a little maple taste or whatever. Um, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. So that was good. So I can't imagine why the, the chicken filet little breakfast sliders or whatever chicken minis wouldn't be delicious. You know, I'm sure they'd be outstanding. And then finally, in terms of the weight loss stuff, Red, I, um, it was funny cause you wrote, um, you should definitely look at getting that surgery cause you're like, finally good luck work sticking on your, your weight loss goals. You should definitely get the surgery. I, I wasn't even finished the sentence. And for some reason, my brain thought that you were going to talk about like gastric bypass, <laughs> like, oh, you really should get the surgery because of the weight loss thing you're saying. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I read and you're like, oh yeah, the hernia surgery. Yes. Um, I want to get it. I just have to make sure that it's not that mesh kind, because again, uh, I mean, I have to ask some more questions about it, but I, it, it turns out you could do like a lot more damage. It's like having a hip replacement surgery, you know, like your knees are bad. You get fucking fake knees put in, but then you're in way more pain and it ends up people say long-term that that's, it's worse with that stuff. So I kind of just, I, I hope to have a long life still ahead of me. So before I do anything like that, I want to make sure I'm not setting myself up for failure in the future. And apparently the mesh with, with all of my allergies and all the coughing and stuff. I'm, I mean, I probably gave myself this hernia with some serious, really heavy coughing. I've even given myself, uh, I thought it was like chest compressions, but apparently it's chest decompressions. What the doctor said, I've coughed so hard with some of my allergies and things like that, that, um, like I go into these coughing fits. I've coughed so hard that I've like, I've given myself chesty compressions. Like I basically I'm coughing so hard. I'm pumping on my heart and I feel like shooting pains down my arms and legs while I'm coughing. Cause I'm just so like, I, again, I, I, I've coughed myself injured. I just need to make sure that if I get this mesh done and I'm still dealing with crazy allergies that put me into these fits that I'm not coughing so hard that my body is healed into this mesh and I'm now tearing it apart. So that's, that's why I've been so, um, Again, that's, it's, it's one of those things like I've been dealing with this for a long time. Luckily last year, I finally found a doctor who's like, yeah, you actually do have a hernia. It's not, uh, you know, the doctors were shrugging for me, shrugging at me for a few years now. So that's been another thing that too, this has been just really, um, discouraging. So finally when the guy's like, you have a hernia, 
I can't tell you like years of people saying like, hey, are you sure there's actually something wrong? Are you sure it's not in your head? Like we're talking friends and family too who've said that. So um, anyways, yeah, it's it's a long, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to do. Um, but I'm gonna do it. Like that's my commitment to myself and to to you guys. Again, spending this entire episode just listening to that. We're uh, you know, an hour twenty minutes in and uh and I really feel like it's just been sort of me talking about uh about having a rough week. Um but anyways, I, I appreciate it and I do appreciate your guys' support. I really do. Like everyone's everyone's been cool about it. Like that's something about just every week sort of laying it all out in the line where you're coming from and and, and whatnot. Like I it's, it's really cool that, uh, that everyone's been like, Hey man, love the podcast and Hey, uh, you know, good luck with this and good luck with that. It's just, it's, it's cool. So I, I appreciate it guys. And, um, you know, and that, and it, it makes me want to have results too, because like I said, after a while you start saying the same thing over and over again, you just turn to that friend and everyone's like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, nope. Sally, you know, we know you're going to walk. Yeah. I mean, uh, bumping into you at the grocery store and I uh, do see two giant pints of ice cream in your fucking cart, but, uh. But yeah, no, I, uh, you're going to start walking. That's, uh, that's for sure. Oh, really? Three frozen pizzas in there too. Hmm. Are you going to be walking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We bet, uh, just walking to the fridge and back doesn't, uh, doesn't count. It's not enough of a trek. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good, yeah. You should put a mini fridge at the end of your couch. Yeah. That way you don't have to get up. You can just reach over and get it. And then, and then next week you start the, uh, the CrossFit. I get it. I get it. So anyways, I don't want to turn into that to you guys. With the whole just, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I, cause I can't, I can't stand hearing that. And I know I, I am capable of being that. So I tell you, I feel like I hold my feet to the fire because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like that, uh, that, that person. So anyways, thank you. Thanks for the uh, encouragement. I appreciate the email. That was the longest response to one of my emails I've had so far. You guys ready for the longest email I've ever received? This is the third and final part from Chris, uh, for the game dead of winter. So again, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, there's pictures of this game dead of winter. It looks very cool. Um, if you've been interested in hearing this portion, I definitely suggest pulling that up now while you're looking at it, because it, um, it just makes what I'm saying make a lot more sense when you're actually looking at the, at the game. And luckily this one isn't so much about the rules of the game as it is just sort of how the game is, is played, um, you know, in, in terms of the different types of ways you can play it and stuff like that. So, um, thank you, Chris, for the three, um, you know, groups of games and stuff that you sent. I've been reading them one at a time because they're long. This one just on its own is going to seem uh, reasonably long, but, um, the game is called dead of winter. So Chris writes of the three games I've wrote about dead of winter is the least approachable. It's theme may be off putting to some, it relies heavily on luck and its rules can be fiddly. But if you can manage to get past that, then I assure you that you will have a really good time playing it. Designed by Isaac Vega and John Gilmore, Dead of Winter is a zombie horror survival semi-cooperative game. I won't get into the rules too much because there are many. What I'd like to do is give a good impression of how the game plays out. I mentioned that Dead of Winter is a semi-co-op, which means it, um, sorry, which means what, what that means. God. I'm not getting any better at reading out loud. Uh, the game, oh, fuck. I mentioned that dead of winter is a semi co-op, which mean what that means is that there is a one in chance. All right. We're going to pause for a second here. I'm going to have a sip. My throat's getting a little dry. I'm looking at it, but it's directly under my eyes. So maybe just the fact that I'm tilted down and the mic shadows in the way is fucking me up. So let's just reset that. Okay. Dead of Winter by that John Gilmore and Vega guy. All right. What I'd like to do is give a good impression of how the game plays out. 
I mentioned that Dead of Winter is a semi-co-op. What that means is there is a one in eight chance uh, in a four-player game that somebody is working against the group. You see, everyone is working towards a common goal. For instance, the last time I played, the narrative suggests that our small group of survivors who live amongst a larger group of non-contributing survivors were sick and tired of others not pulling their weight. So our goal was to collect two food cards for every player and for at least one character each player controlled to be equipped with a weapon. So every player, I guess, needs two things, a food and a weapon. Long story short, we were collecting enough food and weapons to be able to set off on our own and leave the freeloaders to fend for themselves. On top of this common goal, everyone has a personal goal that, that must be completed in order to win. These goals are similar in that they require you to collect so many of various resources, and each has a story behind it that can be read in the rule book if that kind of thing helps you get into the game. It is one of these goals that determine whether or not you are a betrayer. Betrayers win by tanking the game, but not before they accomplish their own goal. If at any time someone suspects someone else of being the betrayer, they may hold a vote to exile, kicking them out of the colony. An exiled player goals, uh, sorry, an exiled player's goal changes. They may still win so long as they complete their new goal. So how do you complete these goals? Good question, Josh. Oh, thank you. Uh, outside of the colony, which appears to be a warehouse or something, are six other smaller locations, police station, gas station, school, grocery store, hospital, and library. The setup reminds me of the prison colony in The Walking Dead. Each location has a search deck that contains five different items, from food to medicine to weapons and even other survivors, adding another character for you to control. Uh, each location is more specialized than... Um, Sorry, uh, specialized. What the hell is going on? I lost my spot here. Each location is more specialized than another when searching for specific items. You're more likely to find food at the grocery store and more likely to find weapons at the police station. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, basically, the game is you traveling from location to location, trying not to die, collecting items and deciding if you will contribute them to the group or hoard them for your own, gro or own greedy goal. I, I don't know, I, depending on how the game's played, fuck, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you hang on to that shit, right? I watch Walking Dead, they don't find guns and food and then just go giving it away. Um, but what about the zombies? I thought you said this was a zombie game. Another great question, Josh. Those are two other great questions and neither are from me. Um, although Dead of Winter takes place in a zombie apocalypse, it's more about surviving the survivors than it is the zombies. Kind of like in The Walking Dead, but they definitely still pose a threat. Zombies occupy every location. They lurk just outside the doors and windows, and with every new character added, more zombies are attracted. Each location has a maximum amount of zombies it can hold. The main colony can hold off 18 zombies, while the outer locations can hold 3 to 4 zombies. At the end of a round, each character at non-colony locations, or every two characters at the colony, attract a single zombie. If there are no empty spaces, then the zombies overrun that location and people start dying. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Um, finally, there is a mechanism called crossroads. Crossroads are cards that the player, hold on a second. Crossroads are cards that the player to your right draws uh, only one. At the top of the card is italicized text, which they read to themselves. If at any time during the current player's turn, the italicized text happens, then the card holder stops the game and proceeds to, uh, proceeds to read the card. 
For example, during my last playthrough, the Crossroads card read, if the player controls Bev, which I didn't yet, I sent one of my characters to the school to search for food. The grocery store was nearly overrun with zombies, so the school seemed the next best option. Once there, I performed a search and found a survivor. I drew the top card from the survivor deck, and who did I find? Bev. The mother, of course. Stop. My fellow Crossroads card... Oh, okay, so... Bev, the mother, of course. Oh, she's the mother? Okay. I'm a little lost. I feel like I'm actually reading the instructions right now. So just as, as a little pause on Chris's email. This is kind of how I am when I'm reading instructions for games. Like, I feel like they're complicated. Obviously, the more complicated they are, the more fun they, they tend to be. But this is one of the reasons that holds me off from the games. It's just I feel like I have to sit here and learn, right? So, <laughs> so that's uh, that's okay. So you, you drew Bev's card, right? And you had your italicized thing that said... Um, if the player controls Bev, so you didn't, so it didn't make a difference, but now you got Bev and now this whole truth. So you're like, stop my fellow crossroad card reader shouts, then begins to read the card. Oh, sorry. This is someone else, I guess. Then begins to read the card, which paraphrased as take Bev and more, oh, sorry, take Bev and move her to the school. Then through some flavor text, we are told that Bev has a missing son who she thinks might be at the school. She finds him with a group of other children who appear to be in the process of transforming into zombies. Me, the player, must now choose to either A, bring my son and his band of half ghouls back to the colony with the hopes of maybe helping them, or B, burn the school to the ground. It's a real Carol season two of the Walking Dead situation. Ah, right. Sophia. So I think, what kind of person is Bev? Bev is a survivor. She realizes that there is no turning back once infected, so she burns that motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> Along with every search card that remains there, which was a lot. A lot of food and some weapons. It was a school after all, both of which were necessary to beat the main objective. It was still early in the game. We never bounced back from that impulsive decision. So cool. Uh, every character has a backstory summed up in a single job description, fireman, mayor, pilot, and even drunken mall Santa. Yeah. There's a picture of him. I thought that was really cool. Drunken mall Santa is one of the characters, uh, in the pictures that you sent me, um, who you can choose to kill off to raise group morale. You can choose to kill off people to raise morale. The game's life bar, right? Of course. Um, it's up to you if you want to base your decision on what would Josh do or what would Andrew Evans, the farmer do. Um, perfect. Fair enough. Well, side note, the box art is featured in the episode of South park. Freemium isn't free in the scene where Stan and his grandpa are playing zombicide, another zombie themed game. Uh, thank you so much for the email, Chris. That does sound kind of like a fun game. I guess it's one of them, one of those ones where you have to sit down and try it. Um, and as always guys, I, I welcome your emails contact at one man podcast.com. I welcome your emails because, uh, of stuff like this, right? This has been a little interesting. It has, you know, even playing settlers of Catan at Mika's house the other day was a lot of fun. Um, just, I guess, like I said, with all the board game talk, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And it was, it was a good time. I wish we'd had more time. We would have played a, a second round of it. So maybe when I come to your place this Friday, you can show me some other board games, but, uh, for the sake of the listeners who may not give a flying furk about this, um, I will try to have some, uh, some fresh content for you guys. Cause it has been a little, uh, heavily board game themed, but, uh, but it's, it's fun. And like I said, it actually has made me kind of want to, to sit down and play some of these things. It's. It's nice to do something different in that regard that I'm not, you know, sitting in front of a screen or maybe so much stimulus coming at me. 
you know, I don't know. Hey, it's all, it's all part of living life to its fullest. Right guys. So as always, thank you so much for listening to the one man podcast this week, guys. I do uh, apologize for the, the heavy, dark levels of things, but you know, feel free to uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that fun stuff. And I'll be back with a fun, happy episode, episode number 16 next week. Enjoy the bonus episode with Mike Danver Friday, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.